Welcome to We're Getting It Done. Hi, everybody. My name's Dylan Naylor. I'm Wesley Van Houston. And welcome to We're Getting a Cat. Yes. As you might have noticed, Dylan and I have switched places today. I know, really shaking things up. Yeah, I think we just needed a change of scenery. Who knows what we're going to do next? Yeah, are we going to talk about cats? Oh my god. No, we're going to talk about Great Danes. Ooh, Great Danes. They're, they're so great. They're so great. And they're Danish. They're not, though. They're not Danish. No, but to start, we're going to just look at the video of Zeus. Okay. Which is uh, the tallest dog ever. Okay. Our to show just how big Zeus. Great Danes can be. He's three years old. He's a Great Dane. Uh, he is 44 inches tall. Wow. And he weighs Holy crap. Oh, good lord. <laughs> you know, drinking from Zeus, the sink. Uh, their reaction usually is astounding. Um, they, we frequently get the, <laughs> hey, do you know for that horse? Or is that a dog or is that a Okay, pony? how tall is um, Dorothy some here? Some people are just, just floored. I uh, oh, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> she could be really so short. It's, it's and Zeus is 44 inches. It's, it's okay. Tall. Aw, what's the other dog? Is it a Dalmatian? I don't think so. It looks yeah, a little fluffier. The Great Dane looks very cute, though. That's about 112 centimeters, Zeus is tall. Oh. Wow. So, yeah, that's what the Great Dane's most known for, is just being the tallest dog. Yeah. It always has the record for tallest dog in the world. They're kind of they're kind of cute. Oh, yeah, they're adorable. Like, this is me. I've walked a few Great Danes, and they're really, like, gentle they're, they're a little standoffish too to strangers but sure they're very gentle and you know cute dogs oh nice nice they're very big though <laughs> right kind of right. intimidating too right so let's talk about the name the great dane did not originate in denmark but in germany Ooh, germany the germans call them the deutsche dog today well it might be deutsch dog too oh deutsch dog i think it's deutsch dog i yeah. see that's not deutschland dog it's just deutsch which means german dog so it's Germany's dog. They're very proud of it. Uh, the name Great Dane started being used in France, where it was Grand Danois Ooh. in the late 19th century. Nice. When political tensions with Germany were high. So no one knows why the French chose to name it after the Danish, apart from them not being the Germans. Okay. So they just didn't like Germans. They liked the Danish. Call it the Great Dane. Interesting. And the name quickly spread to England because they didn't like the Germans either. They didn't like the French, but they were more tense sure. at that time in history. And then to America, quickly. Yeah. I feel like, too, once you name a breed something, it's kind of hard to change the psyche around it. Because you've already built, you know, you've basically built a brand Yeah, well, the interesting thing about Great Danes, the name's, like, jumped around a lot in history. Okay. It wasn't originally called German Dog, either, even in oh, Germany. Oh, okay, wow, okay. It has a couple different names now. So uh, the Great Danes go all the way back to the 17th century when the German upper class bred large mastiff-like dogs to protect their estates and hunt wild boar. Ooh. Great Danes are also known as boar hounds. I do love a good boar. <laughs> do you love a good boar hound? It's uh, another name for the Great Danes. They are thought to descend from English mastiffs and Irish wolfhounds. Nice. And, and uh, before Germans renamed them Deutsche Dogs, uh, they were known as Englische Dogs. Or English Dogs. Eng English Dogs. <laughs> German's so close, but so far from English. Well, German is basically... English dog. And the way it was explained to me is that German is essentially a... a uh, it's like old English that was just sort of 
continually adapted right. within its own realm. Yeah, I've heard that like English is a mix of German and Anglo language. Well, okay, so English is a German word base made up of a Latin grammar base with a right. Phoenician alphabet and words that really come from anywhere nowadays. Nice. So the one thing I think about with the German language is that like if you go the some words really do sound like English just spoken in a strange accent like yeah, and some of them are just the same. like if you're in the in the subway or the the I forget what it's the the the, uh, the U-Bahn yeah it's or S-Bahn anywhere it'll say next station is nächste Station <laughs> so, <laughs> so it just sounds like next it's kind of sounds like it's it, main street kind or you know and i just like saying deutsch because of how it's spelled because we would say deutsch <laughs> there's so many consonants in deutsch though d-u-t-s-c-h-e come on it's nothing like polish or and russian it looks, it looks I mean, a lot like dutch it's confusing nothing like the like the more east you go in europe i think the more consonants get involved so anyway we're back in 16th or yes. 17th, century, 17th germany, century germany and they're known as english dogs because they're bred from english Irish dogs and some mastiffs mostly. Nice. And uh, in hunting, they were used as catch dogs, usually in like small groups, small groups of Great Danes or mm-hmm. English dogs. A smaller, faster hound would be used to sniff out whatever animal was being hunted, corner them, and howl when they got them. And these were known as bay dogs. Okay. And then the catch dogs would run to the bay dogs, howl, and hold down the animal until the hunter arrived. See, that makes sense because a lot of those hounds, they describe their their howl as a bay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Beagles were bay hounds too. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if they worked with beagles. It's possible. I would think also maybe blood, like maybe bloodhounds. Yeah. Oh, any any scent hounds, I think mm-hmm. would be yeah, probably used as bay nice, hounds. Yeah. Any hounds known for baying? So originally, <laughs> bay. so they were originally bred to hunt boar. Uh, they were also used to hunt deer and bears. Wow, this is like intense things to hunt. This is not yeah. like what you would send. It's big animals to hold down. And this could yeah. explain why they were bred so large. Sure. Like when you're trying to hold down a bear, like just your sheer size is probably the most important thing. Well, I mean, God, I the one thing I think about, too, is just power. Like the yeah. amount of power an animal has to have to overtake a bear. Yeah, they're not like, like that's a- attacking the bear exactly though. They're just holding it down too until the hunter sure. comes. Sure, or corner or like yeah, just maybe even scaring it too in some way. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's just so hard back. for me to imagine. Like a Great Dane, just like all right, bear. Like <laughs> well, let's a group, go. A group of Great Danes take on a that's bear. true. Yeah. I suppose you're coming when you're, out, when you're of, outnumbered. You're outnumbered. Yeah, it's usually groups of catch dogs, and these 17th century Great Danes, known as English dogs at the time. Uh, were only owned by royals and the ultra wealthy. That makes sense. I mean, the the more lavish and bigger the dog, probably the higher ups in society you go. Yeah, probably was pretty fancy. I feel breeding. like that's that's a part of history too. That you know, most dog owners in the seventeenth, eighteenth, and even nineteenth centuries were royalty. Not very many peasants had well peasants dogs. Had dogs. They but, just weren't like purebred dogs no like, they were mutts and you know but as far as but, it's, but like there were breeds forming in those like working groups at the same time too well the working peasants. groups yes but like that's these are working dogs technically too yeah but like, i feel like as hunting. far as well to have a dog specifically for hunting that's something that really only royalty would yeah. have or people wealthy people would have been able to do yeah imagining like fox hunts like <laughs> i'm just imagining a lot of men in tweed or jackets I feel, and those, I feel like those weird jackets with the pants. 
I feel like a lot of people have hunting dogs today, though. You wear on a safari. Uh, you don't have to be rich to have hunting dogs. No, today. no, no. But I feel like the breeds are, you know, the. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I think no. What I'm trying to say is like, well, back then though, yes, you did have yeah. to be wealthy yeah, to have, common. or less common to have a specifically bred hunted dog. I think it was probably hunting just dog, a, a really like what hunting. I said hunted dog back. Oh, hunting, hunting dog. dog. I think it's like uh, more to have a purebred one yeah. more so than a mutt. Anyway, go on. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, they were only owned by the royals, ultra wealthy. Uh, while they were bred as a working breed, many early breeders kept their hunting dogs as house dogs as well, often letting them sleep in the bedroom and be a guard dog for the house. Mm-hmm. Quickly, the breed became known for more than hunting, and you know many kept them exclusively as house dogs. Sure. Uh, they were seen as gentle giants with fierce loyalty to their owners. Nice. Nice. And then by the 19th century, when the Great Dane was known across most of Europe, its popularity as a house dog for the wealthy greatly eclipsed its use as a catch dog. See, in that, I guess that kind of surprises me in one way, but doesn't surprise me in another way. Yeah, because it's weird that they're the absolute biggest, but like, you know, they're kind of, you know, their use in hunting became obsolete. Or I don't know about obsolete, just not popular anymore. I think what I think about too is. I always imagine, for, especially with royalty and the wealthy involved in these really, you know, uppity times in the world when being lavish was in fashion, I think of it as it was just the bigger the better. And yeah. these dogs were the biggest and the most, probably the most expensive in some realm. So, I mean... Make some kind of a statement having the biggest dog. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it, it negates, like, its existence in a way for me like it negates it's it's what it was bred for i mean kind of i don't know i just it, I mean, do they need to be running around holding down bears and boars or do, you know do they need to be maybe they'd just, be happier. do they need to be just like a trophy of the wealthy i think is another thing too just like a look at this giant dog i can buy like yeah i think that's pretty common with extra large breeds i mean there was i think tibetan mastiffs had a big resurgence like yeah, I know uh, Neapolitan Mastiffs yeah, got really too. have gotten popular again too. Those are the I largest like those too. dogs. Yeah, they're all cute. Everyone loves a big, gentle dog. Yeah, it's, it's very it's endearing. Like, it's like a teddy teddy bear effect. Yeah, for sure. Like a life size teddy bear. Yes. In 1887, it became the 34th breed recognized by the AKC. Probably because it was owned by wealthy people and generally respected. Sure, sure. So the Great Dane's reputation as a fancy house dog to be spoiled continues to this day. In the U.S., adopting a Great Dane from a reputable breeder can cost $1,000 to $3,000. Whoa. Pretty expensive dogs. Wow. It's a bit of a pricey dog. That's steep for a dog. Yeah, they're still in high demand, I think. Pretty popular still. Do you know, do you um, ever look at like how many breeders there are in like Illinois or like or, or like Massachusetts where you're from? Or anything no, not like really. That? Although I think it also has to do, it's kind of more difficult to breed Great Danes. Probably require. Well, I can't imagine what a month, like a pregnant dog would go through, pre- like a pregnant Great Dane. That has to be a very painful yeah. experience for there's a, a lot dog. Of, yeah, there's a lot of more complications and health issues that come with Great Danes just from their size. For sure. It makes breeding more difficult and, you know, the need to find a good breeder more necessary. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot on our show about the importance of, you know, doing your research, finding reputable breeders throughout the country. And um, yeah, no, I think it's it's really important uh, yeah. for any breed. 
But something interesting is that they're still like widely regarded as one of the most gentle large breeds and they're said to be good with kids. And I've it, heard that. And it doesn't really seem like despite being the biggest breed like they've ever had a period where people were scared of them. Well, they're like the dog to be afraid of. I wonder, too, if there's never been, you know, I've never heard of like a mass media campaign against this breed or not nothing like what we talked about with pit bulls yeah, or was, chihuahuas. It's just so weird, like going through like the history of pit bulls and how much their reputations changed over the years and just be like Great Danes are the biggest, fiercest dog. You take down bears. Everyone's always loved them. I mean, I wonder if that really just lends itself to this is a dog that just is smart about how it uses its energy and anger and its yeah. temperament and yeah, it, I mean, great danes i've met have been very gentle and you know, just kind of timid well and i think another dog. thing they're too giant dogs i wonder if maybe large dogs sort of have a fear because maybe they're yeah. aware of their size and they're like oh god being around little things scares me because i'm afraid mm. i'll hurt it yeah. like i don't know if maybe that's a phenomenon among the really big breeds yeah they seem more careful than some other like big breeds like not like running around the house sure all the time. sure well, I mean, it probably causes them harm, too, if they run into stuff. I mean, that's probably wear and tear for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't need as much space as some other large breeds do, despite being the biggest. Mm. So uh, let's go into the AKC description. The Great Dane combines, in its regal appearance, dignity, strength, and elegance with a great size and a powerful, well-formed, smoothly muscled body. It is one of the giant working breeds, but is unique in that its general conformation must be so well balanced that it never dis appears clumsy and shall move with a long reach and powerful drive. It is always a unit. You heard it here first. Great Dane's an absolute unit. And a unit. AKC confirmed. We are confirming the Great Dane is a unit. <laughs> the, the Apollo of dogs. This physical and mental combination is the characteristic which gives the Great Dane the majesty possessed by no other breed. It sounds to me like this dog is just regaled through history. <laughs> There's never been a moment where it's like, hmm, let's think about this breed seriously. It's just this breed's huge. It's good at its job. It's good with my children. It scares the crap out of people who need to be scared. Well, they're giant and cute. Yeah. And it's like, it's it just to hate lays them. here and it goes, look at my award. <laughs> <laughs> this is my award. <laughs> I like in the video we saw it. He just looked like this. Yeah, this is me. This is my pen. Yeah, the whole world knows about me. That's the award I won. <laughs> so it is particularly true of this breed that there is an impression of great masculinity in dogs as compared to an impression of femininity in bitches. Lack of true Dane breed type as defined in the standard is the most serious fault. Got it. So that means like it's not being masculine or feminine enough is the most serious fault it can be. So okay, so just basically not having its the purported personalities that they're supposed to have. I mean, I've seen studies done about like the brain chemistry differences between male dogs and female dogs, but yeah. I don't really know how reputable they are and I've never, you know, specifically heard a any breeder say you would prefer a male over a female. And I've had both male dogs and female dogs, and I guess male dogs are a little more uh, uh, aggressive. I've definitely noticed young male dogs tend to be like the most energetic dogs yeah. I ever meet. But apart from that, like once you get older beyond a couple of years, I, I can't really tell them apart. I mean, no. And once they get into their like golden years, it's just their life is a routine. I mean, it's really just kind of the same old to them. It's not 
they're not getting any boosts of energy now you yeah. know i also hear if you don't like spay or neuter your dogs it can make a difference too. it really it does yeah um one thing i've uh heard a lot and just a lot of the research we've done or i've done and watched in videos is that uh spaying or neutering really affects um their temperament just because it controls their hormones yeah so you know, in French Bulldogs, we talked about how it helps them get out of their, like, fussy phase of, like, toddler toddlerness of a dog. All right, yeah, then we're on to the common questions. Ooh. Like, how big are they? How big are they? Zeus was 44 inches, 112 centimeters, but that's not really What's standard. that in feet? 44 inches? That's 3 feet 8 inches. Wow, so that's, like, about up to, what, the bookshelf, like, the... Th- where you're sitting, probably. Feet, eight inches. Well, I'm six feet tall, so that's almost two thirds my height. Wow. I'm five eight, so that's two feet. I'm two feet taller <laughs> than like great here. <laughs> that's crazy. And then with their head up, they probably get even well, that's, taller. That's Zeus, yeah, the tallest dog in the world in history. In but history, okay. Ever recorded. But how big are they in general? Their average height is a 30 to 32 inches for males and 28 to 30 inches for females. Okay, that's not really as tall as I imagined then. Yeah, about two and a half, three feet. That's big. I mean, it's big. Yeah, but and weight is 140, 175 pounds for males, 110 oh, to 140 pounds for females. Wow. Yeah, they look really skinny with the legs, but their body's oh, really God. big. Oh, God, I mean, muscles weigh more than fat. I can't, I mean, they, they have to be muscular. Yeah, so. yeah, they're descended from mastiffs. They're pretty, for sure. Yeah, they're pretty that's a lot of dogs. dog. Could you imagine, like, if, God forbid, if that, you know, like, my grandmother had a Bouvier, and she always talked about how when that dog was so heavy, when his hips went out, they, she had to lift him oh, everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I fear, getting a dog with that weight class. Because it's like, what happens if their joints go? Yeah, definitely. Then I, you know, I'm 5'8", and I eat too much McDonald's <laughs> to know how to lift a dog that heavily, or of that size, that heavy. Yeah, you'd have to switch just, like... I'm going to have to switch to spinach, like Popeye. I was going to say Wendy's, but Subway. <laughs> There's more protein at Wendy's. <laughs> they use fresh beef, maybe. They use fresh Angus beef, guys. Uh, the English Mastiff, as well as some other Mastiff breeds, uh, can be just as tall as the average Great Dane and usually weigh more. So Great Danes are the big and on average the tallest, but there are other breeds that are similar size. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I figured, I've heard, that there, isn't there a breed that's, no, Great Danes are the biggest. Great Danes are the tallest. The yeah. tallest. There's okay. other breeds that weigh more. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there are dogs Mastiff. that are like wider set yeah, than totally. Great Danes. Yeah. yeah, they just have extra long legs, Great Danes. Yeah. Five this minutes. This is a horse. <laughs> is that a dog or is that a pony? <laughs> when you, when I programmed that sound cue, I laughed so hard when I first heard it. <laughs> So on the idea that this dog's a horse, another common question is, is their size intimidating? We have a video of a woman with a fear of dogs meeting a Great Dane for the first time. Got through that, got through Roxy. None of the dogs reacted to me being crazy. But then... He is under the impression that we're done. She had faced her fears. But I want to make sure that I acclimate her well past the point that she was ever scared of. If he comes out with a bigger dog than Roxy, do you understand them? (laughs) It's over. That's why bring out that Gatsby. Big. Woo! He is a Gatsby. Great Dane. That's not happening. 140. Goodbye. <laughs> Tia, come here. No, no. Here, wait, hold on. Stand right there. No, no, no. Watch. <laughs> this is a horse. Guess how old he is? Nine months. I chose this dog because I wanted to bring the biggest, 
most intimidating looking dog that has not a mean bone in his body. You're looking at a puppy. You're looking at one of the more gentle breeds out there. It's Here okay. Walk on that side of him. Take the leash. I'm gonna control this side. So this is basically a puppy. This is a puppy. This is a puppy. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be walking gas. Now go ahead and turn around and walk him. Heel. Gatsby is beautiful, he's sweet, he's calm, he wasn't going crazy. Sit, sit. Good. Good, that Gatsby. He was probably like, what is wrong with this woman? Look at that, he survived. <laughs> oh, there's that so much drool. <laughs> you just walked very calm dogs, dogs the They are, I really like this. Like yeah. Very well behaved. It was like, holy They're not like super energetic or One thing I will say for people. sure is Brandon sure. today helped me get over a huge fear. I really liked that video. Yeah. I think they're a good dog to help people you know, get over fears of big dogs. See, and so I, big and so gentle. Right. And I love when there is a dog out there that can break that stereotype so solidly of being dangerous or or overpowering or fearful or fearsome or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So you might wonder with a dog this big, how much do you have to feed them? I do. Uh, yes. Yes. I do wonder that actually. GreatDaneCare.com says they eat about six to 10 cups of kibble a day. Oh my God. And yeah, that seems. Oh, wow. I guess most large dogs, even I'm thinking like labs and pit bulls, which are still half the size. Jeez. And feeding crazy. them can cost around 70 to a hundred dollars a month. Oh, wow. High quality dog food is especially important for Great Danes to avoid common health problems like joint issues. Okay. And this is also a good reason not to overexercise them. Oh, okay. Compared to other dogs or other large dogs, they don't need a lot of exercise, especially sure. as they get older. Okay. They're big. That's that's good. I mean, it that's actually surprising though. I thought yeah. bigger dogs had more energy, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're not really running dogs. They kind of jaunt around the most. Well, I would think too with the amount of weight and stuff on them they probably can't go for super long yeah well their big size makes their joints vulnerable mm, a lot of problems and for sure their lifespan is seven to ten years oh one of the shortest that's very short yeah yeah you know, a lot of bigger dogs have shorter lifespans fortunately that makes sense unfortunately so, yeah another question is do they need a lot of grooming which is fortunately no thanks to their short coat the level of grooming is relatively low do they shed a lot they shit Bathing at home might just be a little more difficult because they're so big. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I, I feel like it's already hard to bathe large dogs. Yeah, like a Great Dane, though. I mean, they're generally well behaved, but it might be difficult to get any dog to take a bath. Some of them just refuse. And if it's a giant dog, you might have better luck in like a giant walk in shower or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Something you can close. Yeah, because you can buy shower heads nowadays that are like the groomer shower heads, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wilson loves that. You're Beagle, right? Well, my mom just has shower a detachable heads. shower head, <laughs> okay. but he likes he likes the detachable shower head. Yeah. Nice. Such a foolish little dog. <laughs> another oh, fun thing about uh, Great Danes is they come in a lot of different colors. Ooh! So they come in six uh, breed-approved colors. Wow, we've done a lot of dogs this season that come in very wide ranges of colors. I yeah. feel like yeah, the Great Danes I've met have been very interesting coats. Mm. There's Brindle, nice, my favorite, like yellow gold base with chevron pattern, a black mask. There's Fawn, which is a lot of different dogs. This is like yellow goldish. Uh, pugs come also in Fawn, black muzzle. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like uh, boxers too. I think. Mm-hmm. There's Blue. It's like a steely gray. 
Beagle's coming that color. Black as well. Harlequin, which is black with white spots, kind of like a Dalmatian. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I walked a Great Dane with Harlequin. Beautiful I like that. dog. That's cool. Very tall. There's a Mantle, which is black and white, which is a very interesting one. I've never seen a dog that looks like that. It, it's I like really, black with big white patches. It's like a cow. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've walked some cow-like dogs, but... Great Dane's interesting. Looking. Like fat dogs? Or <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, some, some. My first beagle was a cow. <laughs> They're adorable still. Yeah, I love cows and too. And there's other common colors that aren't like official, like Merle. Well, Merle, we've talked about. Is yeah. there the same problem with Great Danes? Is that it can cause DNA issues? That and could be why it's not one of the six accepted colors. I, that's too. usually that's why, yeah. Issues. So for those of you that don't know what a Merle coat is, a Merle coat means that there's a DNA issue that causes them to have splotchy multicolors that can change the colors of their eyes, it can change the colors of their fur. But what it also does, um, there's... It creates this really cool-looking breed pattern, but it also really messes with their internal organs. So it's not every breed, though. Not is it? every breed. No, there are some breeds where I think Merle is accepted, but I know yeah. Schnauzers, for example. Merle Schnauzers are really—they're trying to stop the breeding yeah, of them. I really but see those. Yeah, I do. I did walk a Merle Great Dane one time. I wonder maybe it just—it'll affects them less, maybe for some breeds or. Yeah. Definitely. But either way, yeah. I know that there is some controversy around the Merle coat. My favorite, personally, is probably either it's probably the mantle. Oh yeah, I like I really the Harlequin. Like the, Mar- too. the Harlequin's cool, but I feel like everyone would think it's just a huge Dalmatian. There's also Merlequin, Harlequin with black and white and gray patches, mixed Merle and Harlequin. I just like the name Merlequin. There's, there's Fawnequin. Fawn and Harlequin, and there's white, but uh, the solid white is susceptible to sunburn and is often deaf or blind. Oh, no. So they are definitely associated with health problems. Goodness, that's not good. So for good reason, that one's not one of the official six. Right. Another question is, do they make good guard dogs? Ooh. Video of a Great Dane being a very good guard dog. <laughs> Tracy McCoy has never been more thankful for her dog, Dubai. The 122-pound Great Dane saved the day when a strange man walked right into their home. This happened in broad daylight off of Northwest 6th Street, walking further down this hallway. Tracy says she heard some shuffling. See him she petting came the dog the at first. And saw this man ah. Ward. Ah. She screamed and he looks like too. a character from Age of Empires. I need to get a haircut. He immediately did an about face, literally. <laughs> and started after the gentleman. Now he's attacking him. And he escorted him out by the rear end with his teeth. She watched as Ward ran away. I love this guy just walked in and started petting this giant dog. Like there's going to be no problem. Nice dog. That is crazy. Well, hey, I mean, at least there's a a breed of dog that is a good guard dog, but is also a good pet. (laughs) I mean, because yeah. I feel like we don't see that very often. And he was very either. friendly with him before. <laughs> yeah, owner but was clearly his, freaked out. Yeah, it's as soon as the owner's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, then that dog's like, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to attack you now. Yeah, I love that Good there was also a very, down. very little white dog there too. It's <laughs> yeah, like he's totally helping out. Yeah, it's like get out. <laughs> he was the real hero. Wow, that's Bravest that's of all. that's. I mean, hey, I'm glad that she had that dog. <laughs> this is a horse. <laughs> I'll never get over that sound cue. <laughs> so, and then my favorite question, how dumb is this dog? I feel like they're not very stupid. Well, they're not known for their intelligence, exactly. Uh, it's number 88 on Stanley Corrin's breed intelligence list. Okay. But I do have a video. That's like about halfway, right? 
Yeah, I think it's middle-ish. They've measured a hundred something breeds. Forget how many. Do I need to skip anywhere? Oh no. So this Ooh. is a Great Dane trying to open a door with his toy. Oh my gosh. So he's like got a rope toy with like a rubber end at the of it, and he's like tossing it around the doorknob. Yeah, just a small circular doorknob. You can get it, buddy. You can do it. I've never seen a dog do anything like this. I mean, it helps that they're so tall. Yeah, that, that that's true. I've seen dogs, like, escape from, like, gates or crates, but never, like, really open a door with the tool. <laughs> like, I've seen dogs try to jump at doorknobs with their mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> skip a while. Oh, he got it. He got it. Wow. Careful. That's, that's Careful. very... Careful. <laughs> Careful. He's going to shut it again. <laughs> he shut it. Ugh. And he's like, wait, crap. <laughs> okay. Is that a dog or is that a pony? Well. He gets it at the end. He does? Okay, good. Get it. He's got it. He knows. It's right there. Uh, it's right there. Uh, uh. Oh. I don't even know how I would do this. <laughs> it's pretty... Yay! I mean, I would just turn the doorknob with my thumb, but... No, don't let it shut you know, this. He's with like, that ah. toy. <laughs> He's got it now. That's very impressive. I mean, I'm impressed. I love when dogs can figure out ways to get out of situations. It's it's always yeah. very interesting to watch. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a use of tool, isn't it? <laughs> well, not only that, but I just... I wonder what goes through her mind. It's like, huh, if this does this... Yeah, like, how would a human train him to do that? Yeah. If, like, it seemed like it had to have been his idea. Yeah, yeah. Huh, Int very interesting. I wonder if it's a texture thing, too. I wonder if they know, like, this is not a slippery texture. This is a slippery texture. Maybe mm. I can m use the not slippery texture to, like, crank it. Because you have to think, too, that dog because is probably... I've tried my The face. dog has probably seen a person go and open it all the time. So yeah. they're like, this is how it works. I don't know. This is why I advise against getting the door handles that are the little like levers instead of the door knob. Yeah, I've seen other videos of that's Great like Danes. just asking for dogs to get out of your house. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen other videos of Great Danes just opening doors, like with, with like the pull, like turn doorknobs. Sure. And also just gates with their mouth. Yeah, dogs are smart. Smarter yeah. than we give them credit for. And they have big. They're tall and have big noses. They seem to want to do whatever they want. I feel like their jaws are pretty powerful too. Mm -hmm. So that might be a contributing factor yeah i've seen videos of destroying stuff too <laughs> if you want to talk about a dog destroying stuff then you we should talk about my friend's old basset hound georgia who i think passed away basset hound destroying stuff. oh man she got into my backpack one time and destroyed everything inside of it <laughs> just drool ripped paper you With know why i had a tiny bag of doritos at the bottom of my backpack yeah you got to destroy the rest to get to it I loved that dog so much. Oh, I miss Georgia. You're going to say you love Doritos. I love Doritos, too, but not Cool Ranch like you. I'm not a sinner. Let's have a dog named him Cool Ranch. No. We can anyway. talk about famous Great Danes now. Ooh. So we already are, mentioned. Are there many? 
Oh, yeah, there's a few. Okay. We already mentioned Zeus. Yes. Tallest dog in history. Unfortunately, he died in 2014 at age Aww. five. Wow. Yeah. However, the current world's tallest dog is a Great Dane from Britain named Freddy. Okay. He had a video of Freddy as well. This Whoa. massive Great Dane has officially been crowned the world's biggest dog. The pooch, named Freddy, was officially bestowed the title by the Guinness World Records. He's seven foot six inches tall, standing on his hind legs, and towers over his owner, Claire, who is a horse. The puppy was the runt of the litter. I actually got him a couple of weeks early than I should have done because he wasn't feeding off mum. No idea. He's the runt of the litter. Wow. Right, you're going to come and play outside in the garden? So any Great Dane you buy could grow up to be the biggest dog in the world. He's 14 and a half stone and lives in Essex with his sister, Fleur. Fleur. Every year, Claire spends around £10,000 on food for her pets. Every day he has a kilogram of minced beef, 250 grams of... Casserole steak. Well, wow. so you get the rent of the litter to be the tallest dog in the world. Liver. Whoa, you also have a whole a taste for sofas kilo of beef. 26 before realizing <laughs> I've never they are. had a kilo of beef. It's a lot in a week. Uh, it's her as well. Um, it was never gone to the store, but a whole oh, kilo. Well, maybe I have. Oh, yeah. It's destroying stuff. And destroying whilst I was out working. I just sort of exist and feed him and fuss him and well and his sister as well Fleur as you can see loves a poor massage yeah he's a big is that a dog or is that a pony wow what a weird dog huge dog gigantic I love that they're just so like I just want to be pet and I'm a regular dog have my paws massaged massaged they really just look blown up like I feel like they're almost like CGI like <laughs> a little bit a lot of it looks photoshopped or like, like camera someone tricks. someone made the dog too big in the movie <laughs> like like oh that's not right Marmaduke is so weird Marmaduke I'm pretty sure is a great Dane as well I believe famous so one. yeah but uh anyway Freddy recently turned eight Oh, wow. Good. Yes, this makes him the oldest great Dane the Guinness World Records has on file so Freddy's owners are applying to officially get him the world record for oldest Great Dane. Okay. But that's not really a thing Guinness that's does. That's track oldest of each breed specifically. And no, Great that's... Dane's lifespan is seven to ten years. So yeah. It's not really that remarkable. So obviously a dog has lived to ten already. Yeah. But it's nice that he's living longer. Yeah, that is good. I'm glad for the dog. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's nice. So Hagrid's dog Fang in Harry Potter uh, was said to be a boar hound in the books. Yeah. Uh, in the movies, though, as uh, played by uh, ne- Neapolitan Mastiff. Right. So, yeah, Boarhound is another name for Great Danes. Oh, that's right. I was like, where are we going? <laughs> a Boarhound? What's that? What is a Boarhound? It's a Great Dane. Don't forget, English Hound's the old name. That's what they used to call it in Germany, but in Germany now, it's German dogs. <laughs> right. Okay. Keep up. But the most famous Great Dane of all time is Scooby Doo. Really? <laughs> I didn't know Scooby-Doo was a great, a great Dane. I didn't know that. He first appeared in 1969 in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And Iwao Takamoto, probably not pronouncing that right, was the animator who designed Scooby-Doo. Iwao. Iwao, uh, Iwao Takamoto was the animator who designed Scooby-Doo. Wow. He learned to draw as a teenager while in a Japanese internment camp in California during World War II. Hmm. Uh, there were a couple art directors from film studios that were also interned at the camp. 
and they taught him a lot about sketching techniques. And they also taught him about Disney. And after he was released from the camp, Takamoto contacted Disney Studios. Right. They asked him to bring a portfolio, which he didn't have anything right, to speak. Obviously. So he spent a few days sketching whatever he could think of into a couple cheap notebooks. Disney hired him then, and he worked there for 14 years on movies like Cinderella, Lady and the Tramp, and 101 Dalmatians. Oh, nice. Oh, the original one, like the yeah. 1961. So Lady and the Tramp, 101 yeah. Dalmatians. Some of the most important like dog animated movies. I think they were the f- like some of they were the, the first ones. I think. I mean, probably. I mean, I I definitely know that Lady and the Tramp was a very influential movie. I don't about know dogs. if I've ever actually seen either of those movies though. I've seen Lady yeah. and the Tramp, and I've seen the 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close, not the one from the 1960s. Bottom line, this guy already knew all about animating dogs. Yeah. And uh, after his time at Disney, he joined Hanna-Barbera in 1961. Hanna-Barbera! And uh, here's a quote from his New York Times obituary in 2007. Uh, There was a lady that bred Great Danes at Hanna-Barbera, Mr. Takamoto said, in a recent conversation with Cartoon Network Studios employees. She showed me some pictures and talked about the important points of a Great Dane, like a straight back, straight legs, small chin and such. I decided to go the opposite and give him a humpback, bowed legs, big chin and such. Even his color is wrong. Yeah, that's why I never knew he was a Great Dane. I just find that so interesting that like this animator with like like 30 years of experience and some of the most experience in the world at this time animating dogs, upon hearing what an official Great Dane's supposed to look like, immediately is just like, okay, I'll do the opposite. Well, the one thing I think about, though, is think of the character of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. He knew what that, I mean... He's Shaggy's dog. Yeah, I mean, great a Great Dane is too regal-looking yeah. to be a dopey dog. And you. I feel like, you know, they, they made it a Great Dane after the woman that worked there that bred them. Like, just out of honor for that. But I'm sure as an artist, he probably took cr- the creative control and was like, well, this dog would, well, look won't match yeah. the motif. Well, I think it's interesting that I think uh, dogs that have something wrong with them or just look a little different are more endearing and cuter. I think it's... I'm just thinking Grumpy Cat, which is a good example. Grumpy Cat, cat. yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, dogs with three legs. They're always cute. I think I think it's just a, a, a story of survival to a lot of people. I mean, mm. especially the dog with a dog with three legs. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something of... It's like, oh, wow, that dog, you know, made it through something. Or is living without that. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's an interesting point. But I do think it's funny that Scooby-Doo is a Great Dane. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, Great Dane. Just intentionally drawn to be uh, just a bad Great Dane. <laughs> I guess. Just not not the b- most carefully bred. Sure. A little, little Great Dane mix, I suppose. Well, they all hang out in a van. I don't know what you expect. <laughs> living so. in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. Solving mysteries. <laughs> Pulling masks off janitors. You meddling kids. <laughs> you find yourself unemployed. What I think is really funny is Hanna-Barbera copied Scooby-Doo, and there's like two or three different shows that are basically the exact same show. <laughs> oh, yeah. They kept milking that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure other studios made Scooby-Doo type shows, too. Oh, yeah. It was actually based on like a, I don't know, radio mystery program. That makes sense. It's very like, they're all whodunit. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. It falls pretty simple structure yeah that's all i got in great Danes. oh okay well i mean i think it's a really interesting breed as far as the respect that comes for them because i just i feel like a lot of big dogs have always at some point faced some kind of 
trial and tribulation of existence and yeah. I don't know I didn't I thought Great Danes would have been a victim of that too just because of their sheer size yeah totally I mean their history just doesn't have much beyond being beloved yeah I, that's great though I mean I'm glad that there is a breed out there that is just simply loved yeah, for the all gentle the giant stuff. yeah well I mean I kind of I kind of wanted one. Oh yeah, I'd love to have one. We'd have to again own a farm or something, and yeah, they don't need as much space as some dogs that like need space to run around. But have again, metal they are, furniture. They are very big and would be too big for this it'd apartment. Be a lot. It'd be well. I mean, we aren't thinking in terms of the apartment. <laughs> well, no, not for of any time, of these dogs. But, but. Yeah, but even then, in a house, I think it'd be a lot of dogs too. I'm already I mean, as long as they have a backyard, it, it's, it wouldn't be too bad. I'm they like, don't need to run around, I'm wary so. of having like a golden retriever in a house because it's just like, nah, they're those are kind of big too. But yeah, I mean, they they can also tear things up. Great Danes. That's what I was. Other, go, was that's why I said we'd have to have metal well. furniture for a couple of years <laughs> while they're teething. Just have good training. Well, I mean, and I think there's a been a huge effort. To improve the toys that dogs get. Oh yeah, totally. for teething specifically. Kong toys are great. What are I'm sorry? Kong toys. Oh yeah, so yeah. I use a lot with dogs. I work with. Yeah, I don't know. Moose rips through everything, so yeah. he just has those tiny little razor sharp teeth. Um. Well, cool. I mean, yeah, I really enjoyed this breed. I think it's a really cool, really interesting history. As far I didn't know they came from Germany. Yeah. And um, I really like. Just how, you know, they are the gentle giant. and Is that a dog or is that a pony? This is a horse. This is a horse. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, they are horse-like. They're like small, totally. I mean, children. They're bigger than small children. Let's go but... and name it Seabiscuit. <laughs> Secretariat. What would I name Bojack. a Great Dane? I already know what I would name the other dogs of each that we've done this this season. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you named them all? For if I did. Well, Golden Retrievers, it's Pierce. Okay. For a pit bull, I would I would probably name it like what was the name I came up with? It was so good. It was great for a pit bull. Oh, Dasher. Dasher. Yeah, like the reindeer, but pit bulls can run really fast. Well, that's true. So I would name him Dasher. <laughs> okay. Um, and then if what I did Dasha. a Dasha, Dasha, or if it's I wicked fast. <laughs> God. I'm so glad dog. you don't talk with like the full on. Bostonian accent. How do you like them apples? For those of you who don't know, Dylan is from from Worcester, Worcester, Mass. I don't know any of your vernacular. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week on We're Getting a Dog. Thanks. You have to say, you have to promote everything and then tell me to sign out. Okay. Just Remember say, to sure. watch or, or listen to our other podcasts at Arcadia. Like like the other ones. Okay, so if you want to listen to our other shows, go to ArcadiaPodcastNetwork.com. You can support this uh, show on Patreon at We're Getting a Dog.com slash support. Please remember to control the pet population, spay and neuter your dogs. Thank you so much. Wesley Van Hoosen and Dylan Naylor are not pet professionals. Any advice regarding pet ownership and the responsibilities thereof taken from this program should be checked with your veterinarian. All episodes are researched thoroughly, fact-checked, and additionally researched during post-production. Annotated bibliographies of every episode can be found at we'regettingadog.com slash bibliographies. This podcast is hosted by Dylan Naylor and Wesley Van Hoosen. If you'd like to reach out or submit a photo of your dog to be featured on our social media, please contact us at WGAD at ArcadiaPodcastNetwork.com or on our Instagram at We're Getting a Dog. Thank you for listening to We're Getting a Dog from the Arcadia Podcast Network.
If you'd like to support our podcast, please go to patreon.com slash we're getting a dog. We have different tiers with different benefits set up, and we hope that you will support us so that we can grow and continue to make quality content. Hi there, I'm Wesley Van Hoosen, and I make good food. I also have bad friends, but bad in a good way. On Good Food for Bad Friends, I'll have a different guest on each episode to learn all about their history with food. We'll talk about anything from the foods of their childhood to the deep-rooted culinary traditions that they've incorporated into their everyday lives. Along with each episode, one or two recipes will be released to you through our website. These recipes are researched, adapted, and tested by me, and they're inspired by the conversations I have with each guest. I hope you subscribe and tune in as I talk with all the different people in my life about their experiences with food. Available everywhere from the Arcadia Podcast Network.